Blog Talk Radio. To Elevated Places Network, our Thursday night presentation is Ask Minister Ava with myself, Sister Ava Muhammad, and of course my co-host, Brother Terrence Muhammad, and we are happy to welcome you once again. This is blogtalkradio.com forward slash Elevated Places, and our telephone number, and of course, as always, The callers are queuing up very quickly because some of us are old school. We like to hear it over the phone, or we like to weigh in on the discussion. And that's what makes tonight's program every Thursday so exciting, so engaging, so enlightening, so edifying. And that number is 563-999-3065, Uh, Back from some travels is our executive producer, Sister Rona Mohammed, and we want to give a shout-out to our brilliant sister, Sister Deanna Mohammed, who took over that role last week and did a wonderful job. And also, um, as always now, she's become a very popular and very... uh, wise component of the Elevated Places program, and I'm talking about Sister Attorney Pamela Muhammad, who now hosts her own program every Tuesday night entitled A Time for Justice. And in I think this is only her fourth episode that uh, ran live this past Tuesday on this same uh, channel, Elevated Places at blogtalkradio.com forward slash Elevated Places. And uh, it was on Tuesday night. I think that was just the fourth episode. And she has already overwhelmed us 
with black brilliance from many of our attorneys from the Nation of Islam. And so they will continue to address current issues. As you know, the scripture says of the enemy, they make mischief by means of the law. And there's no aspect of life from birth to death, and including birth and death, that is not affected by the law. And so at this point, we're going to hear, of course, from Sister Attorney Pamela. And then, uh, in very short order, we're going to get into tonight's topic, which is very powerful. We're going to get into the backstory, uh, what went on leading up to and the day of the delivery of the monumental divinely guided message, the criterion that the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan delivered on July 4th, 2020. All of the components um, of that message, we want to at least begin to touch on them. You can't do it in a uh, two-hour program uh, that's talk show, but we can discuss it to some degree. And then some of you that are calling in, like to hear from you, your perspective of what you saw and heard on the day of the criterion, July 4th, 2020, and what you see one year later and what impact that message had on you and how it may have helped you or advanced you or sustained you uh, through these trying times. So we want to hear from our callers on that as well. Uh, But at this point, I'm going to turn the mic over to my brilliant co-host, Brother Terrence Muhammad. As-salamu alaykum, Brother Terrence. Wa alaykum salam. And once again, we're back. You know, it, it's, it, it is a blessing to be here because this show is live. I do a another radio show um, on WPFW in D.C., and we record that, and I try to have this energy. But this is live and direct. There's no... Audit. I mean, there's no editing. There's no go back, say that again, replay. This is full of <laughs> uncut, unfiltered energy. So I just love being here every Thursday night, being in place, um, and just ready um, for this wonderful conversation. And I'm going to jump right into some stuff because I have something to say tonight, you know, and I'm glad that nothing has prevented me from being here to get into what I want to say tonight. And you will understand in just a moment. So let me run down what we usually talk about and making sure that everybody knows before I get into my piece. We just want to know, let you know that as you saw this past Sunday, we have been doing it for the last year, reminding and encouraging people as we're still in a pandemic to watch the monumental lecture, the criterion from July 4th, 2020, by the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. So we want you to continue to listen and hear that and study that as we will be discussing tonight, as you saw again this past Sunday. So go to NOI.org to see the criterion. And as we want to make sure that everyone comes to all of our meetings and have greater discussion, our self-improvement, we want you to come to NOI.org tomorrow night at 7 p.m. Um, we want to make sure, uh, 7.30, excuse me, 7.30 p.m. 
to make sure that you are a part of this powerful study. And Sunday at 10 a.m. Central, 11 a.m. Eastern at NOI.org for our Sunday lecture. And Wednesday, the time and what must be done on NOI.org on Wednesday nights at 7.30. So as I get ready to go into what I want to go into, oh, and before I go there, Dr. Ava, we, you know, we just wanted to recognize uh, and remember I forgot my brother's name, but we heard this week about the assassination of the president of Haiti. And we want to, and we know there are some themes around that because he was dealing with the powers that be and trying to do some things there. And that is going to be some interesting news that will play out around that. Um, But I want to jump right into why I wanted to talk tonight and it kind of got me. And last but not least, go to ministerava.com, ministerava.com, and get all of the e-books, Weapons of Self-Destruction, Life in the New Millennium, How We Will Think and Eat, The Science of Light, Color, and the Mother Plane, The Portion of Moon, and The Legend of Atlantis, Can a Muslim Worry in Overcoming Burnout, The Season of Separation, How to Escape Time. I need to go time traveling myself. But, you know, what's beautiful, Dr. Ava, is that on the 13th, you've got some powerful, some powerful workshop that people just need to go to, you know, go to ministerava.com, ministerava.com, and learn about July 13th. July 13th, something's powerful going to happen. And if you don't know about it, already within 24 hours, somebody heard about it. A hundred people have already registered to be a part of July 13th. Within 24 hours. Hours, a hundred people already registered. I know you're trying to figure out what it is. We may tell you later, but you might just want to go to ministerava.com and find out about July the 13th. <laughs> go to her social media, Instagram and Facebook, and learn about it. Also, before I go into what I really wanted to come and talk about, is I I wanted to I didn't get a chance last week. Shout out to Dr. Jessica when you gave props to our sister in Chicago, Dr. Jessica. And I really wanted to say that because it was a beautiful time watching my sister. And when she, I was working with young people in Chicago across the nation, she was that sister that she opened up on Sundays. But I remember her going to Howard University and then literally becoming a doctor. Well, the same thing in the process of seeing another young sister, another sister that graduated, I think at 14 or 16 years old from high school and then went to Lemoyne College where the minister actually visited, and then she went to Cuba, and now we have Sister Dr. Naira, uh, the daughter of Sister Naja. I don't know her father's name, but she is now pronounced and announced that she is Dr. Naira Muhammad, graduated from the Cuba School of um, Doctorial School of Medicine, however that is, but um, yes. So we have another doctor in our nation. That's just a beautiful thing, Dr. Ava. It, it, just a beautiful it really thing. is. It is awesome. <laughs> so it, it, just, it just segued it into that. So here's the segue to our show tonight that I have to go right into. And a lot put this on my heart, Dr. Ava. Uh, yeah, I could go on with news, but here's what happened. I reached out. Somebody texted me, and they wanted to know something. So I texted our sister. Zeka producer, Sister Rona, what is Dr. Ava's official title? 
and she said she is the national spokesperson for the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. And, and hold on, let me, let me stop because I, I don't want to mess it up like I messed it up before. I want to say it right. And she <laughs> says the national spokesperson of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, student minister, Dr. Ava Muhammad. And when she <laughs> said that, oh, and oh, oh, let me correct them. Let me correct them. Um, let me correct them. The new minister, Ava, ministerava.com. Somebody want to make sure I got that. It's the new, it's ministerava.com. It's, you know, it's ava.com now. So, I mean, you done, you done, you done broke out. You know, you done got the new site. But let me go here and go to well, what I want actually, to say. It's, it's still ministerava.com, but it's a whole new website. It's a whole new website. It's a new, yeah. They, yeah. They're saying but it's, it's the same new. name. Yeah, yeah. ministerava.com. <laughs> oh, it is a new yes, experience. I, I'm, I'm looking at it. It's like, wow. New photo, just everything. Just, oh. Yes. They don't understand that. They, they don't understand. User-friendly, colorful. Yes, yes, <laughs> and all of that. So let me get back to this. So we got a guest, so we got a lot to talk about. So when I read that title, Dr. Ava, I had to stop, and it hit me, and I had a pause and a moment of gratitude and a moment of appreciation, and I had to say, thank Brother Dr. Uh, I mean, Brother Saad Ali um, from our you know, student national secretary, because every time he used to open up in our national meetings, he always thanked the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan for this post. Very mindful, and thank you for the opportunity to be your co-host, because when I read that title of your name, and yes, um, somebody text me now. Sister Nadia said her daughter, Sister Nadia, graduated at 14 years old from high school and graduated from college at 18. Mm-hmm. Think about that. Lord. So Lord, she's yeah. still in yeah. her 20s as Dr. Naira. Doctor. Look at it. And she is 26 years old now. Just 26 years Come old on. and a doctor. You can't tell me these teachers don't work and you can't be what you want to be. So that's a whole nother comment. I just got excited just off that text message. But that's let me exciting. get to my point. <laughs> yes, it, it definitely is exciting. But what's more exciting, when I read the text, uh, from Sister Rona of your title, it made me stop because if you're the national spokesperson of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, then I had to ask the question, who is the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan? He is the mm. voice of God. So if he is mm. the voice of God, the Messiah, man, I had to stop and say, oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Dr. Ava, for allowing us to be in your presence because if he is the Messiah, yeah. the voice of God, and you are the spokesperson not just for the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. Then I have to say, you the spokesperson for the Messiah walking in our midst. I just got to say that because say this day, 2019, when we saw all of the gifts from around the world that was to the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. No, some of the gifts that was given to the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, like those around the world recognizing who he is and giving the cloak, giving them the staff, and all the things that happened in Nigeria and Saudi Arabia, recognizing who he is, and even some of the Jews recognizing who he is, and you're his spokesperson. I just, I just want people to understand the context of where I'm going. Why am I going there? Because sometimes, as we're discussing the criterion, our brother, student captain emeritus, Dennis Muhammad, last year, we had a conversation. I talked about this. 
and I'm going to wrap up on this. Last year when we recognized that we was in the garden, and we kept saying the garden, mm-hmm. I thought about if we know he is the Messiah, that Jesus in our midst, so what happened in the garden, the disciples went to sleep. And why yes, did they go did. to sleep? Because as we talked about the minister's lecture, a lot of us that around the disciples, the believers, around the minister just heard another message. In other words, we, oh, we just heard that before. He just gave a nice message, whatever. But when I went home, all of the people I talked to were so excited, watched it two and three times, had their family come watch. Folks, I didn't even know, knew who Minister Farrakhan was, were telling me that they saw it, telling me that they watched it, telling me that preachers need to watch it, telling them that their family need to watch it. So what did that tell me? That they were still awake. They, they was awake, but we had fallen asleep, those right around him, because we didn't seem to mm. get so excited about it. We were there with him. Come on. We watched, but we went home like, okay, job done, lecture, on to the next. And I say all of that in context that I don't want to be ungrateful and take it for granted that I am on a show with his national spokesperson knowing who he is because when Jesus was amongst the people, they didn't know who he was when he asked his disciples. It was only until he departed they recognized his greatness. So if we have the history of the Christ amongst us prior to 75, the most honorable Elijah Muhammad, we didn't appreciate him then, Come on, but man. we're learning and loving him now because of our teacher, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. So I just want everybody, as you are now doing, or what I'm now doing right now, Jay-Z had a song, Let Me Reintroduce Myself. My name is well, let me reintroduce you all to this show tonight and reintroduce you to the national spokesperson of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, student minister, Dr. <laughs> Ava Muhammad. Wow. Turn it back over to you. My goodness. Now, now I'm so humbled I'm going under the table here. Because, <laughs> you know, I, I'll be honest, uh, Wow. That's some teaching there in the sense of what you said about the disciples going to sleep. And the, yeah. the Bible and the Quran are are really coming to life. Yeah. In this past year and in these last days, the words are just walking off the pages and manifesting in the visible reality. And that's yet another eye-opener for all of us that you gave us. You, you read it. We tend to do that. Yeah, that was great. Let's commence to down. And we go on back to what Brother Sharif calls business as usual, okay? And we've got to stop that. We've got to stop that. And the minister has said when we look at each other, we should look for God because God is in there. He's present in all of us. And that's what he does. That's why he is who he is and has the effect that he has not only on us but all over the world. And and you just upped my level. You you, you were reminding all of us of the importance of appreciating this man and being thankful and grateful to Allah and his Christ for allowing us to continue to have this man in our presence. Yes. Because he is Allah's mercy in our presence. 
And Allah said, his mercy is abundant, but it is not infinite. That's right. And when that man is removed from the scene, the mercy's going with him because that's who he is. He is our mercy. So thank you. Wow. Thank you, Brother Terrence. Um, with oh, that, I'm going to uh, go to our legal contributor, Sister Attorney Pamela Muhammad, uh, for the next segment uh, before we bring on tonight's guest and get into tonight's discussion, the criterion behind the scenes celebrating the one-year anniversary of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan's address. And with that, I want to bring on my brilliant sister, Attorney Pamela Muhammad. Assalamu alaikum, Sister Pamela. Wa alaikum salam, Sister Dr. Ava. Um, all praises are due to Allah. Thank you so much for your kind words. And to you, Brother um, Terrence, that was such beautiful teaching, and thank you so much for lifting my spirits with those words because that was just beautiful. Yes, sir. And so I wanted to remind the audience, your Elevated Places audience, of the new program, A Time for Justice, that comes on Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. And just wanted to uh, do a little summary of what we had this past Tuesday because it was a wonderful program with brilliant attorneys, as you said, from our nation. We had Sister Yolanda Muhammad and Brother Warren Muhammad, and the title was Protecting Our Wealth and Legacies from Abuse by the Law. And it was interesting because we talked about the Bill Cosby trial, and we used that as a backdrop because what it did is demonstrate the ongoing and historical abuse by this government, by these white supremacists uh, to take black people's wealth to try to deprive us of wealth and this has gone on as we spoke about these collusive actions have gone back to slavery you know we talked about slavery we talked about the unions where 90 percent of black skilled laborers coming out of slavery had all the skills and then they passed these laws that deprived our brothers and sisters of getting the best jobs by excluding them and training their own who didn't even know, these white people, they didn't even know how to use hammers. So we got this immigrant population that, by the use of the laws, deprived our brothers and sisters of being able to make gainful wealth. And we got that from the secret relationship between blacks and Jews. We talked about other ways that the law has been used to abuse and deprive black people of wealth, such as policies such as eminent domain. Uh, we talked about redlining, where the GI bills, you know, in the 1920s and 30s were supposed to give black people the ability to buy homes, but they were deprived by this process of redlining, another abusive law tactic that was used to deprive our people of wealth from home ownership and land ownership. You know, they have the case in Los Angeles where this family, the Bruce family in the 1920s, they actually owned parts of Manhattan Beach, and they bought it for like $1,200 or so. And through the use of eminent 
domain, another law. They were deprived of their land, which we now know Manhattan Beach is worth in the millions of dollars. And so this is a case that's now prevalent, and we pray that these descendants get this property back. So, you know, we use that to talk about what we saw with our brother Bill Cosby. It's it's very similar to the peonage. You know, you want to pretty much use due, you know, deprive them of due process, deprive them of his constitutional rights to force our people into just poverty and want. And so in conclusion, looking at the criterion, I saw the minister use the words, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan used the word concocting lies to justify the, um, I think he said, the killing by police. He was talking about police reports, but using his infinite wisdom, we can extend that to the concoction of lies to justify the taking of property, the taking of wealth. We see it in the media. We see it, you know, all the time to deprive us of our legacies and our wealth. And so we had the two attorneys, and just in closing, the two brilliant attorneys spoke to us about estate estate issues. Brother Warren spoke to us about business and building and having corporations if necessary. Sister Yolanda was able to show, you know, share with us some real estate thoughts. And so it was just a really brilliant um, conversation as we attempted to give our people enlightenment on building our nation using good business practices because we don't want, you know, we, we want to be able to use our history to, you know, to build the nation. Um, and so that's what we spoke, we spoke about. And so, again, if people would like to hear more about that show or hear the show, it's uh, on archive. And, again, we'll be back on, inshallah, on Tuesday at 7 o'clock Central Standard Time, and that is on the Elevated Places Network, A Time for Justice. Thank you, and assalamu alaikum. Oh, thank you, Sister Attorney Pamela. Very powerful, and let's not uh, fail to take advantage of this legal uh, insight that we are getting now through the Elevated Places Network, and we are in need of as this transition from an old reality to a new one takes place. There is a lot of, uh, there are legal implications in everything, whether you're talking about the virus, the vaccine, every aspect, the things you just named, land, you know, eminent domain and the means that the enemy uses uh, that are all couched in the law to continue to crush us, to continue to put a ceiling on our achievement and making that break from their law to divine law and obedience to divine law. So we're not going to escape law, okay? The law of God is now going to have to be submitted to if we are going to enjoy life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Very beautiful Sister Pamela. And so at this time, forever and ever, at this time, we are very pleased that we are joined by one of our popular guests and friend of the program, brother, and also uh, a member of the Nation of Islam Executive Council, 
the Nation of Islam's research team, and the national attorney, the general counsel for the Nation of Islam, and I'm speaking of none other than our dear brother, Abdul Arif Muhammad. We are so happy to have him with us tonight. Brother Arif, assalamu alaikum. Oh, I don't think his mic is. Can you hear me? I can now. Yes, sir. All right. We had to get your mic open. But uh, welcome to the program again. Thank you for taking time uh, to come back and be with us. And, of course, uh, as you know, tonight we're discussing the one-year anniversary that just passed of the criterion and you had you had a role in a multitude of ways um, in the message itself and also in the uh, brilliant article written by uh, our national correspondent to the final call newspaper sister Charlene Muhammad and you of course uh, contributed heavily to uh, that beautiful beautiful analysis and record um, of what took place on the 4th of July of 2020. So we want you to uh, go right ahead and get us started on this discussion with your recollections and insight. Well, thank you, my dear, dear sister, minister, and student national spokesperson, friend, and colleague, um, student minister, Ava Muhammad. I'm always... When I hear your voice, I reflect on how we met, and we met in a fight against the enemy attempting to threaten to put our minister in jail in 1986, and we have been fighting together ever since. It's an honor and a privilege uh, to watch you and uh, your growth and to great, great spirituality and representation of our beloved minister, the Messiah. Let me say in the name of a lot of beneficent and the merciful, who intervened in our affairs in the person of Master Fahd Muhammad, we can never thank him enough for raising among us his Christ, the Mahdi, the most honorable Elijah Muhammad. And as the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan said, during the criterion, I bear witness to what the Holy Quran says, that the two made him with their hands, meaning... Master Farah Muhammad and the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. And if we read the Bible and we read Scripture, we'll know that he is a man that was also written of in the books under different name. But we uh, see him now performing the work of Messiah among us and following that example of Jesus, as he said in the Criterion. He said, Jesus is my brother. Indeed, he is. And so... In their great names, uh, I greet you in peace and to your listeners and your co-hosts of Assalamu alaikum. And uh, well, let me just say, <laughs> so let me just say first, uh, I was talking to Sister Rona when when uh, I first when I first came on, and I I heard uh, one of my favorite instrumentals from the movie from the soundtrack Shaft by Isaac Hayes. So I was trying to figure yeah. out which one was it. Was it Ella's Love Theme or Cafe Reggio? And she told me it was Cafe Reggio, but I remember it. 
So I said, who's old enough over there to know this? <laughs> yeah. Because that was a famous, famous, famous soundtrack. And I remember when he won the Oscar for this soundtrack from Shaft. I think he was probably one of the that, first that one black men. That album was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. The whole album was amazing. That was amazing. By it was the, the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. So, so I, I'm grateful that's, and that's thankful. Eternal. Yo, please, absolutely. Very soothing <laughs> to the open up. So I thank you all yeah. for that. Um, I want to just say that's that. Bro, you know, Brother um, Darius, that's Brother Darius. He's our musical. Okay, musical. well, I was wondering who picked that because uh, <laughs> I, I, I didn't know if your staff was old enough for that. So I think it had to be one of us. At any rate. We thank Allah, but um, now I, I, of course I enjoy all of the uh, speakers um, and presenters, as I always do um, when I listen to your show. Um, and may Allah continue to bless your efforts. Thinking about having the privilege, um, Minister, able to be a, a witness, to be an observer. Uh, to be a studier and to just behold God's messenger as he is doing what God guided and gifted him to be able to do. Words are inadequate to, you know, when you're in the reality of it, you really don't think about it. You have to step back at times and look at what occurred and say, wow, because you're in it, and when you're in it, you're doing it. You're doing whatever it is that you're called upon to do, uh, not necessarily knowing the impact and how it's going to be impactful. And then you step back and watch what God does with him. And I think, Minister Ava, you can bear witness to this because you're one of the first ones that had that experience with the self-improvement study guides where you worked up close with him in helping you yes, produce sir. those study guides. So I think you, you understand as well uh, the significance of, of being in an atmosphere where you're watching revelation come uh, to a man, and it's like uh, the movie to me, uh, Amadeus, um, where uh, he was so masterful that when he composed, his compositions had no mistakes. It was perfection when he composed. And one note, there was not a note out of place. And when the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan is delivering the word of God, it's the same way. It's a masterpiece, the way God gives him the words, as he has said to us now recently on more than one occasion, words matter. And so the way he uses words and the meaning of those words and the impact of those words are so far-reaching. And so concerning the criteria, you know, one of the things that we have said, as those of us who've been with the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan for decades now and have heard him deliver what we always thought was the most powerful of all messages every time he delivers one, and particularly Savior's Day after Savior's Day, I've been blessed to hear uh, from the very first one in 81 until this one that happened in 2020, the uh, unraveling of a great nation. And you say, wow, 
I mean, what more can God do? And then, as usual, God can show you what more he can do. And so, as we, as the minister told us during the criterion, how he was moved by God of the passing of our dear brother uh, from the East Coast, our beloved brother, my friend, brother, uh, the Eastern Regional Minister, Muhammad, and his passing is what moved him, and God wanted him to deliver a message. And it was that that caused Allah God to give him the assignment that he had. And it was a it was a message as we witnessed from this past Sunday, when you're looking and listening to the word of God, never make the mistake of thinking, oh, I just heard it uh, before, or I just heard it last week, or oh, I just heard it the other day. That's right. We who are believers in the teachings of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad and in his books, Message to the Black Man, Fall of America, How Did You Live?, Book one and book two, our Savior has arrived. I've been reading these books now for nearly 42 years, and every time I read them, you see something else. It is the same with the revealed Word of God. You never completely plummet to where you completely exhaust it. As the Holy Quran teaches, that if all the trees were pens, yeah. and all the seas and seven more seas added to it were ink. You would not exhaust the words of Allah. And so I really would encourage our listening audience, when you're in the presence of God's word, never think that you heard it. Never think that you got it. Never think that you understood it. You understand some, but the depth of understanding is always more and more with Allah. And so, uh, as we were told recently, uh, uh, Sister Minister Ava, by our beloved minister, we, the Quran has been here 1,400 years, and we read it every Ramadan. Mm-hmm. Is that right? We, we, read, we read the book. And That's when right. you read it, you get more and more understanding out of it as you read it. So that's a hope that we never think. And when I say about the word, I'm not just talking about the spoken word, but his written word, his study guides that he gave us, which to me are like the epistles of Paul. You, It is a guide to development of the human being and to greater spiritual power and control and to becoming a, a, a god if you stay on the course. And so you never exhaust it. So when you run through it once, then you better get back to it again because more and more and more you will see into it. And so in watching the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, Mm. as we say behind the scenes, watching God give him what he has to say, the spirit and how God guides his words and then our little part, and I say little part, because basically he tells us, and we just go and find that, and what he told us all the time. He said, when Allah gives me the revelation and I give it to you, your job is to go find the research that bears witness to the revelation. 
So let's keep it real clear. <laughs> you know, right. our job That's right. is to find the research that bears witness to the revelation. And so um, this is the work that we have been honored to do. But to watch mm-hmm. him, uh, and and if you, uh, all of us uh, uh, who have had this opportunity in ministry, you know it well, when the minister's crafting another masterpiece, because that's what I call them, and how he goes through it and how he's so precise and how he uh, 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 makes it even more refined and pristine. And then after he does all of that work and you marvel at it, and then when he gets to that rostrum, what you have to realize is it's, it all came from him. So he never changed anything because it was all absorbed in him. It was like rewriting the script in him. And so when he begins to speak, that which he has absorbed is even now more amplified because God enhances and brings more revelation into it. And so you have to look and know that you're in the presence of God in a man, working through a man, and in a man for us. And so these are just some of my observations of just having that, you know, I, I can't imagine what it was like for the most honorable Elijah Muhammad to behold Master Fog Muhammad and to be taught by him day and night for three years or four or five months. I can't imagine what it was like for the honorable minister Louis Farrakhan to be a student of the most honorable Elijah Muhammad. And though he wasn't taught day and night uh, in, in the way that Master Fog Muhammad taught the honorable Elijah Muhammad, the way Allah taught him for the Honorable Elijah Muhammad and the time that he spent from the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, you and I know, Sister Minister Ava, there's never a time that we're with him that he's not recalling something that his father taught him. And so, man, I mean, to, to have that wisdom to be in that presence. And then here we are in his presence, and I'm saying to myself, oh, Allah, you know, we're human beings looking at divine but yet a human, but yet divine at the same time. And just to know God has permitted you to even be in this kind of uh, atmosphere, to be in this type of of spiritual power, uh, it, it, it really sometimes is, is just hard to comprehend. But to be really able to is. serve and help and to watch, him deliver a message, the criterion, but I hope we understand those of us who heard the message that the criterion is him. He is the criterion. Uh, the Quran called the calls it. The Quran calls it in some um, um, translations uh, the Furqan. Uh, Surah 25, the discrimination. But it also, and other ones that are, are more in the English dialect, call it the criterion. It's talking about a man. It's talking about a man who is the standard that God sets before us. Out of his mercy to say to us, hear me, Allah speaking, hear me, hear my commands. Hear my direction. Hear my guidance. Submit and follow me. 
that you may be successful. Because if you don't, then, of course, Allah will have to chastise us. And it's a major message from the criterion from the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan on that day about a pestilence from heaven. Uh, A lot of talk is, of course, talking about not taking the vaccine, and I'm sure we'll touch on that. But the big thing he was revealing was why this coronavirus hit the earth, the entire earth. It was because of man's iniquity and God's anger and his indignation with the evil and the iniquity of the planet. And so the minister at one point said, the human being has become a pestilence. So God himself sent a pestilence to deal with a pestilence. Maybe I'll stop right there for a second. Excellent. That's an excellent assessment. And as you said, (laughs) We we should never think we know, never think we fully understand. Um, and as Brother Terrence kind of put us in the right frame of mind for, for tonight with reminding us of the disciples falling asleep. And, I, and I'm sure almost everybody who ever read about Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane and you know, when you read back on how the disciples fell asleep, we would all say, oh, my God, how did they do that? How did that happen? But <laughs> right. being asleep yeah. doesn't, yeah, it doesn't necessarily mean you're reclining on a couch or a bed with your eyes closed. Yeah, you, you can be physically awake but mentally and spiritually asleep. And there, there is a human predisposition to take for granted what we see and hear every day or frequently. You know, we expect the sun to come up every morning. Even though it's not the sun coming up, it's the earth rotating uh, and revolving around it. But we expect that to happen. We expect the ground to be stable underneath us when we stand up and walk or drive. We expect that. And it's only when... It doesn't happen that we come to the realization of just how much we depend on it. And and so that's much appreciated. So we're going to probe that, uh, but first so that we can have all the components of the discussion and then go back. Uh, Brother Terrence, uh, what led to us doing this show tonight was your uh, – recollection of all that went into the physical production uh, of the criterion. And, you know, to your point, just backing up a little bit to what you were talking about, Brother Arif, about just being in this, this atmosphere, I remember that day, that's how I felt. I That's why I really had to listen to it and read it several times because, while I was there, while he was actually speaking, I kept thinking to myself, how did I get here? <laughs> I kept wondering, how did I get here? <laughs> and I was so amazed at the beauty of the surroundings. Um, and and him, you know, he he did not sound like anything that white America produced, and he did not look like anything 
that white America produced. And I think that that was so um, critical to the significance of that event. But, Brother Terrence, why don't you share with us what you recall about that day? Oh man, I, I'm I'm still taking in what Brother Off <laughs> just shared, and you know, just to have both of you on the show and that analysis uh, that you all give, because with the rich history of being in this work, and I think I can start right there because one of the things about you all and your teaching, I can bear witness personally of the work that I have seen you all do tirelessly for the years that I've been in, consistently never wavering on giving uh, uh, an analysis of the words of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan from scriptures, from the teachings, and his own words. And I say that is because you give it because you're actually living the life and working in this mission. Um, And I start that way because when we talk about the criterion, you know, I got the call, and I was blessed, overly excited that my first trip since COVID would be going to the farm. Um, and not only was I blessed to go, but when you walk on and you go on the property in this environment of COVID, we not knowing what to expect, flying and everything, and getting there and to be able to work on the farm to get things prepared. And let me just let folks know, those that want to do stuff for fame, for glamour, to be out front, <laughs> I just want to say there are brothers, sisters and brothers that work, and you may see on the team or the E-team or the quote-unquote security that you see around the minister, these brothers and sisters work. So ain't nobody doing this for no glamour. And that's why I started off that you all work hours and tirelessly for the minister as those that are around him as we prepared to receive not only the minister but his guests. And we had a large amount of guests that were coming for multiple events. Um, But just to see the, you know, to, to just give people an idea that there was meticulous planning. There was detailed planning and strategies around making this a successful event. And one of the things I want people to understand, there are skilled people in the nation of Islam, and we do things on the level that you will see anybody else do it, and actually even better because we're doing it for the servant of God. So as we worked the day before, Dr. Ava, brothers and sisters were tirelessly working. Um, And as we saw in the remake or the remastering of the the criterion, we saw the flag raised and the ceremony and the beautiful ceremony. Um, At that moment, you know, I saw our sister Stephanie Mills there, and she was enjoying being there in the midst. Um, And how the minister just treats and lays out things for his guests is a beauty. Um, And when we talk about the garden, as you're watching the video, it almost looked like that's a digitally (laughs) um, optic. It's right. Somebody looked like it was Photoshop, but me actually walking in that garden, walking to, I, I was just like, 
where did y'all, it's like, where did you get this greenery? You know, where did you get these, this grass? Where did you get these trees? Where do you get those things that are, so it was just, Hello. it was absolutely amazing in that space where the minister was, the garden, and it was just incredible. Um, and not to say that, and then to see, you know, you see the Father Flager, you see, um, you saw the T.I., the Taney, the Two Chains, the Rick Ross, the Nick Cannon, um, Celine Johnson, all of them came. Now, mind you, it was hot in July, hot, and the minister looked so sure beautiful, and everybody made sure that anything that he needed was accurate. So I'm saying all this because all of the believers that was there the day before of that day was to make sure and ensure that this production, this great announcement that we're still nursing off was beautiful. The whole backdrop, the whole garden, and um, those that worked in the garden, the landscaping. So it was a beautiful, I mean, it was a joyous, joyous time of work. And I remember after the criteria, the minister you know, we all know on this call that the minister never stops after he does a lecture. He goes even after the lecture sometimes, immediately after the lecture, he is greeting and talking sometimes. And then once he leaves that venue, he'll go to prepare to receive more guests to literally almost do a whole nother lecture with guests and to talk, and then he may get up the next day and have coffee. He's always constantly teaching, and that's all I saw. He had a family affair right after the criteria um, that that's he engaged right. in as we um, entertained guests, and the minister was there uh, for that, and we continued to work and lay that out. And then the beauty of it, that night, you know, those that saw what he said would be seen as we saw the additions of the wheels. And some saw in the midst of the fireworks that he had at the farm that night. We saw fireworks, and they saw that he could have, after the criterion, after all those hours, gone and retired. But he stayed up with us Look at that. and hung out with <laughs> us. But one of the things he also, while he was on the farm, he was very serious, as he said, everybody make sure you have your mask on. Nobody would just... Like, okay, well, I heard him say it to y'all, but no, everybody. The minister was very, very <laughs> serious about that, and we made sure that everybody that came on that garden wasn't defiling the garden, and they was made sure that it was okay. But at the end of all of this, the minister thanked everyone. And not only did he thank everyone, but he went, and I said this last year, he went to those that came on the farm to set up the fireworks I saw three white men. He went and thanked them in the middle at the middle of the night, thanked them and blessed their family. And there was another white young lady there that takes care of the horses, and she did a great job because we wasn't sure if they were going to be startled to hear these firecrackers and did a great job. He thanked her. And the minister's love for humanity. He loves us, and we know that without a shadow of doubt, but he is someone that you can't deny who he is. Once you meet him, you're going to love him. Once you get to hear him, you're going to love him because his spirit is not that of hate or evil. So he presented, not only did he feed us with the criteria, he 
he came amongst us. And that's why I said we can't go to sleep because Jesus literally, we can bear witness that we walked with Jesus, but what would be our end story with that walk? That we saw him, we talked to him, we spoke with him, but how did we represent him? How did we live out what was in the midst? But the garden was a place that was that was created or it was there that was so beautiful that if if those who don't know, you need to know who you saw in that garden. And if you don't know, just go read your scriptures in the New Testament and go look and you will see who you saw in that garden and hearken unto the voice of the Lord. But I just say that I thank all of those to assist and to work, and I mean work, not the day before, the day of, and the day after, to make sure not only the minister was okay, the property was okay, his guests was okay, and that one another were okay, and we did it out of love. And I'm eternally grateful, Dr. Ava, because when I saw the new DVD, of this, and I saw my name scroll across the screen, you know, tears fell out my eyes to say that just that little bit that I was able to say that I helped in any little way, any little way to help him smile and be happy. And I got to shout out Sister Naima, our Sister Student National MGT captain, because when we transitioned from the flag raising to making sure our guest was in that area, she came and said, what do we need to do? She started making it happen and working. And I should be helping her yes, in her sir. capacity and her post, but we don't do that when we're serving the minister. We go to work as a unit. Title's not there. We go work as a unit to make it happen because we're there for the Messiah. And as Brother R said, I'll pause right there. <laughs> well, you said a lot there, my oh, brother, because uh, – you basically just brought up the scripture of Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane is where he would go, where he would pray and contemplate and talk to the God. And we know that's the beautiful place. And certainly being in the garden, so we call it the garden, it, it really did remind me of a of a version of paradise. It was so beautiful and yes. peaceful. You're right. It was it so was. beautiful. You would thought that somebody did an oil portrait or something, but that was all that you saw was alive and living. Uh, and you couldn't have had a beautiful backdrop than being in the garden. And we were all invited into the garden to see Jesus uh, share with us the revelation that God had given to him uh, for us. And, and of course, we all know in events like this, you get no sleep. You're going to, particularly as you get to the the day or so before, you can forget that because I can bear witness as as one of the persons who uh, helps to coordinate the final package that is delivered to him, and, I, and I, I'm usually honored to be that person. Well, there was no sleep for me that night. You were up all night because you had a deadline to meet. And when you have a deadline to meet for the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, you're going to meet the deadline <laughs> because when you tell him a time or he tells you a time when he will be ready, that means you're going to have to be ready when he's ready. And, That's right. Um, and, 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 Sister Minister, you may remember this was a very, very short 
turnaround in getting this together for him. It, you know, normally when we do these messages, uh, we we have several weeks to work on it. We didn't have that. This was a very short turnaround. And uh, right. uh, but God gives him the revelation when He gives it to him, and then He That's gives right. it to us, and we go to work. And so, uh, just to see it, and and He is, uh, He doesn't fatigue. It's like they say, Allah, He never sleeps nor slumbers. Ooh, you come on, come you, on. You, come he's on. like that when he when he is in that uh, spirit. <clears throat> he never sleeps or slumbers. He's he's there, like you said. He was with us all the way into the night, thanking us as we were leaving, <clears throat> walking around in the car, uh, in his cart, thanking us. And I'm like, and then, Brother brother Terrence, he had two days of meetings after that because I actually right. Come on. came back yeah. that afternoon and was a part of another meeting with him. And so he, right. just, he, just, he just does it. He just does it. He just does it. And this lets you know, <laughs> that this is a man that's extraordinary, that this is a man who is of the divine essence and spirit because no mere mortal can do these things, honestly. Not not a mere mortal. It's it's not about physical strength, but it's about the power of the strength of God in his spirit. That that's brings right. you that kind of, of the spiritual strength that we were able to mention. And I do want to mention something that you said real quick about a thought I had as you were talking, and I want to read something that I that, that touched me so profoundly uh, in the criterion. He said, so we have invited you today into the garden to meet a nation that the Quran says is the best nation raised among men, for we enjoin good and we forbid evil. Now, that's a powerful statement being made to the world that he was standing yes, before the world that day in the garden that we invited you, meaning the whole world, into the garden to meet a nation. That's right. That That's the right. Quran says is the best nation raised among men, for we enjoin good and we forbid evil. So Allah God was presenting through his Messiah and servant that day his nation. Master Fahd Muhammad and right. the Most Honorable Elijah Muhammad presenting his nation to the world. And then he Come said on. another thing that was so profound that I want to, because these are some spiritual jewels. He said, I walked to this podium on a white carpet. Yeah. I refused to walk on red because all you world leaders, you got your power from shedding the blood of those that may have been in opposition to you. I come on a white carpet. Because in the 65 years of my being a student of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, I have never, never shed the blood of another human being to get where I am today. I've had 43 years, 20 before that, to prove as a student of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad that when he was not present, I would carry his teachings into practice and never harm another human being. That's Profound. Well, let's reflect on those words. That's exactly right. That's what right. I mean. Who, who and and the act, it was an act. It was an introduction of his nation, of God's nation. That's right. That's right. 
that took place. And and this is why it was so important that nothing about the man or the message or the environment be of this world. That's right. Jesus was in the world, but not of the world. And that day, everything about it manifested the truth that the Jesus, the historical Jesus, um, was was not that one. He was ahead of his time. It's this Jesus in our midst today who fulfills the New Testament. Every aspect mm-hmm. of the New Testament, he fulfills it. And a huge part of that <laughs> was on uh, July 4th. And I want to add this because we got another uh, person on the line I think we would all want to hear from about that day. But I want to just read this quote um, because I have been lifting it quite a bit since July 4th of 2020, but I generally just lift one sentence, and I want to give the whole uh Paragraph is short, but it's a paragraph in its entirety of, of, of his words during the message. He said, and his, this is another powerful statement, he said, I am about to go back to the wheel. Mm-hmm. I have to go under extraneous circumstances. Yes, come but on. But I don't care what mm. the circumstances are. I want to get back because my teacher said, quote, if you are faithful and don't change the teaching while I'm gone, I can say I've been faithful. I can say I've taught his teaching all over the world. I've expanded his teaching. That's right. Because I've been given insight into his teaching. Now that's a that's a book right there. That's a book of knowledge right. and wisdom right there if we if we were to sit down and really give that statement its due. And so back to that's Brother right. R's point that we don't want to, if, if you did not watch the Criterion on Sunday, if you have not revisited it since it was delivered, do yourself a favor Come and on. do that as soon as possible. So we're joined by the national correspondent for the Final Call newspaper who wrote the lead story this week. Uh, in our COVID section on the Criterion, uh, a very beautiful, insightful article. That's in the current Final Call newspaper. And you know I'm always telling us that it is important that we avail ourselves of the content of that newspaper. We've got to stop being surface dwellers and get down up under 
this teaching, one reason we're always looking somewhere else for something else is because we've never availed ourselves of what has been given to us. We don't need anything besides this because out of these teachings, we will know who we are. We're the people. We're the tribe of Shabazz whose forefathers that underwent slavery have atoned for what happened 66 trillion years ago. Allah heard their cries, and he fulfilled his promise to Abraham, and he came to these shores to retrieve us, to save us. He promised that after the time of Satan, he didn't say, I'm going to send somebody. He said, I'm going to come myself. And he did that in the person of Master Farid Muhammad. And when Minister Farrakhan delivered that message July 4th of 2020, that is when Master Farid Muhammad truly, completely made himself known. Him and his Christ, Mahdi, the most honorable Elijah Muhammad. And so I want to uh, allow us to hear from Sister Charlene Muhammad. And then, of course, Brother Abdul Arif Muhammad contributed uh, to this article, which is very layered, it's very extensive. And I'm telling us that not as from above you or some teaching position, because I'm a student just like everybody else, but I'm just speaking the truth. That's all. I'm just telling the truth. Get into your Final Call newspaper. Get into the messages of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. Get into self-improvement the basis for community development, self-examination, self-analysis, self-correction, because there is nothing else that leads to the resurrection. I don't care who you study, what you study, where you get it from, it may help you here and there. But to give life to the dead, Only God has the power to do that. And he has given us a scientific approach to how to return to ourselves because we're not ourselves. We think we are, but we're not. And until we follow the steps and the example of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, in practicing obedience to God's will by obeying his messenger, only then will we actually undergo the resurrection. And until then, and I'm talking to me as well as you, until then we are susceptible to what Brother Terrence warned us of, of the, in the opening of falling asleep. That's right. Because we're not all the way awake yet. Because if we were, 
we would be exerting in our sphere the same impact and power that Minister Farrakhan is exerting in his sphere. Ours is not as large as his, but we have one. And it is essential to the freedom, justice, and equality that our people seek, that we each individually fulfill our purpose. When you dismiss yourself and decide you don't have to evolve, then you're costing us time and effort because now someone else has to do what Allah put you and I here to do because it's going to get done with or without. That's right. That's right. Sister Charlene Muhammad, national correspondent, oh. the final call newspaper. Assalamu alaikum. Well, alaikum salam. Oh my God, I don't know if to say alhamdulillah, hoot, holla, pass the plate. I really don't know. Y'all are just inside Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise be to Allah. beautiful family. Oh my God. Well, alaikum salam, beloved. In the name of Allah, the beneficent, the merciful, Minister Ava, brother, General Council Irv, oh my God, Brother Terrence, Sister Pamela, all of you, my mind is just on fire right now. First, thank you so much to the, the team for all that you do to serve the needs of the Honorable Minister of Farcon because it's serving him. We are blessed about all that you do, and I love hearing about it. And I try to be very, very brief. I want to say, before I get to the article, Minister Ava, did you just, like, come into my whole week and just pull that out? Because literally, you know, you may as well be talking to Sister Jonah right now. <laughs> you know, Johnetta. Really, literally, the, with the assignments this week and with the tender care, and I'm, I'm telling y'all, tender Okay, care uh, by Brother General Counsel R, who helped me to see what it is that, you know, is necessary to have seen to get this done for the story. It's amazing to have a brother like that, to have a sister like you, Minister Ava, who's on the point for the minister in the nation with COVID and just, you know, going through the assignment one year later. You have all of this information bottled up, and you see it, and you may be looking at it, and you're commenting on it day to day, but to go back, gone multiple times to the criteria for sure. But it's, it's like I was sleepwalking. So when you just spoke about, you know, getting up, delving deeper, waking up, brother, you're talking about who it is that we're looking at. You know, I, you, you think you know, but does it reflect in what you do? Mm-hmm. So this, mm-hmm. and as you, because it, it should, right? As you're saying, it would and it should. Um, when you talk about, uh, you know, someone else having to sort of, you know, cover down, you know, you had mentioned that, I, I think, two decades ago in one of your lectures. You know, we don't belong to us. We belong to the God. I remember you saying that in so many other words, Minister Ava, but, you know, this cover story in the Criterion put before me and put before us just 
what it is that we should be minding and just what it is that he's saying. And I'm telling you, I said, what have I been doing? And it was another call to action to go into your article to focus and to pay attention because you're not just working on some, you know, story about what's happening regarding COVID, and that's serious enough. But this is the word of God that is saving us right now, here, and forever. And what I hear all of you saying is, you know, we're going to take it or we're going to let it alone, but it is going down. It's happening. So I'm, I'm not, I have so much in my heart right now. I'm so happy, so, so happy to hear the show tonight. And I just want to, again, say a special gratitude to both of you. I want to thank you, Brother R, for, you know, just being who you are. You know, y'all know Brother R is going to get the belt, <laughs> right? But um, it's so kind and just being able when when you have someone who loves the minister the way that, that you do, um, and I'm speaking about all of you, then it helped me, but particularly on this, is, um, Brother Iris was my point on this. I just have to say publicly thank you because you have helped me, I believe, and sincerely in my heart to become a better helper in the um, student post and the lane that Allah God has blessed me to use whatever gifts and talents of his that he blessed me with to be in service. And it, it helped me to push in my pace now. Let's not, uh, and I also would not be able to be doing any of it without, of course, the appointment by the editor and the managing editor who also grabbed me. But it just, thank you. Oh, your dialogue is helping me to check myself and to see this is, this is the time like no other. Drop it all and focus on this. So I pray that I said something that is, is, is pleasing to Allah, and I'm just so grateful to you all. So thank you, Minister Ava, for letting me say a few words. Thank you for being well, my thank you, sister Beloved. and mentor. Sister Charlene, yeah. before you go, Brother. I don't okay, know yes, if you sir. know, but uh, we were blessed to hear from our beloved minister, and he liked the article. He commented on it in terms of its recapping of uh, of important points from the criterion, of course. Of course, with him, he sees deeper than us. He, of course, said that there was certainly more to explore, which is true, but he enjoyed uh, the points that were made in recapping uh, the significant points that were brought out uh, in the article in terms of showing what he said and what uh, has happened since he said it. So I just wanted to let you know that. So that's a that oh, that sweet. is a testament to your to, to your work, and we all work on his behalf and in his name. And as he's taught us, mm. we work together in his name. That's right. Meaning, Master Father right. Muhammad, the Most Honorable Elijah Muhammad, and his name. They're serving in Messiah and Jesus that we believe is among us. Then we yes. will be blessed. And you you had that spirit and you went at it, and you did it and and. All praise is due to Allah for your work. All praise is due to Allah. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, ma'am. Thank you, Minister. Well, I can tell 
Sister Ava. That's what they were. And before we Pamela go to the phone, trying to say something. Oh, you, yeah. I, yeah, Sister Pamela had been trying yeah. to say something, but. <laughs> I know. I saw, I saw Lake, uh, <laughs> yeah, I saw yeah. Lake uh, brother, brother Arif. Um, it's so it's wonderful to hear family. your voice. And I have to comment as well, just as to the brilliance, your brilliance, because I've, ever since I've met you, you're you're so brilliant, and you've been so open and sharing and helping us to learn. So I, I too, want to thank you as well. But, you know, I wanted to say as well, as a person who was watching the Criterion from my home, you know, I, I, it was a life-changing message and life-saving message from the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan for me, because I have to look at the type of pain and the type of darkness that the world have been plunged in. You know, never have we been in that type of pestilence. You know, personal people close to me had died. You know, pain was just mm-hmm. all over my, my life. And so mm-hmm. to see, like you all are describing, that bright, brilliant sun that came from my TV screen, you know, that it just opened my heart, the beauty of the scene, the beauty of the, what the minister was telling us. And thank you all, of course, for all the work and help that Brother Terrence was describing. But, I, you know, I just wanted to say that the iniquity that the minister spoke about, it has helped me, us, me stay alive because we, I've never seen sin at this level. Um, since the minister has mm-hmm. spoken, you know, as he talked about the lawyers, you know, Dershowitz and them lying in the court and stuff like that. Well, you know, we kind of seen that, but he, he was saying, you know, at some point it's reached a boiling point, enough is enough, and now it's just boiling over um, all the deception, all yeah. the lies, all the iniquity. So I thank Allah for the Honorable Minister Farrakhan and his words on that day uh, because it has helped really, you know, Every time I get a little confused, I say, oh, yeah, the minister said iniquity. <laughs> That's what we're seeing. So I thank Allah so much for for that beautiful Jesus in our, our midst. And that's what I wanted to, yes, to share. Ma'am. Thank you. Yes, thank you. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Thank and you, you know, Sister Pamela. Thank you. We, yeah, before we go to the uh, our callers, because I know they're anxious, I have to make note of something. And, and it, it's really what you just said, Sister Pamela, about how, life-changing the experience was because he he declared the time we're in and then it mm-hmm. immediately unfolded uh, and has right. expanded and expanded until it's almost beyond belief um, that the the words of the scripture that Satan would reveal himself you know he's he, right. th- th- they are so blatant in every aspect of life. And just as an example, this whole campaign that's going on now about the variants, the the Delta variants are, are here to kill everybody if you did not get the vaccination. It's those that did not get vaccinated. And... We had printed in the final call uh, several weeks ago. I did an article lifting an interview between the former head of research for the Pfizer Corporation who broke down scientifically that 
the variants of the virus do not escape immunity. The immunity of your natural system, whenever it's successful in defeating an invasion of a virus, no variant of that virus is going to come behind it and succeed in making you seriously ill or hospitalized. Absolutely, death is out of the question. And so as we continue to study what is going on in this pandemic, and the greed of Big Pharma and the lawlessness that has been taking place. Uh, But hearing every day on the news, the variants, the variants. And so I did an article that's in the current paper. It's it's right behind the uh, criterion story on these variants, explaining that what's driving this campaign is the desire of Pfizer and Big Pharma to bring everybody back for yet another shot. And remember that Pfizer's former chief warned the public and said, you know, I, I had to take this position when I saw my company, my former company, just going too far. And he said, so now they want to give booster shots, and they have a billion doses ready. And that is what's driving this idea of the variant. So this came out in the Final Call newspaper yesterday, uh, rather Tuesday. Today, July 8th, 2020, the Associated Press issued this story. Pfizer, this is the headline, Pfizer to seek okay for third vaccine dose. Semicolon shots still protect. This is on the AP wire. Pfizer, says the article, just going to read a little of it, is about to seek U.S. authorization for a third dose of its COVID-19 vaccine, saying on Thursday, that's today, that another shot within 12 months could dramatically boost immunity and maybe help ward off the latest worrisome coronavirus mutant. Now, as we noted in the article, that's in the current paper on the variants, the CFO, the chief financial officer of Pfizer, in the spring told the investors on a conference call, going back to Satan, these are not hidden from the public. He told the investors that this profit, this unimaginable profit that they have made from the COVID-19 vaccine, which is 70 times greater than their projection, will continue to roll in because of the booster shots. And he said that eventually this will be like the flu vaccine. You will get this shot annually. And he said 
the money will really come in. Now listen at this and read it in your final call. He said when the pandemic shifts to an endemic. Well, what does that mean? A pandemic spreads from country to country. An endemic specific to a certain population. Anybody want to guess who that population might be? Mm. And why there is such distress over the fact that black people are resisting this vaccination after being told by God through his servant to stay as far away from that thing as possible. So if you don't believe this man is guided by God, is being confirmed for us in our space in the observable reality. And what is the solution to this problem? There is one solution to all of these problems. Brother Darius and I were talking about it earlier today. See, it's, it's so much. There's so much wrong. And we could spend the next hundred years trying to solve these problems one at a time or in piecemeal. We really can't do it. There's only one solution. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad said, separation is the best and only solution. So this is going to continue. It is. And this is why the minister told them you will not solve this problem. That's right. He didn't say That's you right. can't solve it. He said you won't you solve it. You will. <laughs> Come on. Because you're too wicked. See, because see. the answer is in heaven and your scholarship is from hell. He said Woo! in the same message that we, meaning black people, we've got something to fight this with. So starting next week, and it's not that we haven't been saying it, but we're going to go on a full campaign on letting the public know precisely all that is available to interfere on, the ivermectin, the vitamin D3, and above all, how to eat to live. Because that virus... Whether or not it kills people depends on the person's immune system. Come on. And how strong it is to defeat it. So if we can help ourselves and our people strengthen our immune system by returning to the dietary regimen that God gave us. I never saw a book in my life that somebody wrote, and at the top it said, from God in person. Person. Go ahead. <laughs> Other That's than right. how to eat to live. Teach. Not one, but two books. Two. Go ahead. At the top, mm. from God in person. And nobody, I don't know if anybody sued him, challenged him on that. They At ran all. from that. 
That's all. right. And now here's the white man. He should try intermittent fasting. <laughs> That's what they call really? intermittent. <laughs> we tested mice, and the ones that ate one meal a day or every other day lived longer than the ones that we fed three times a day. Really? Hmm. Lord have mercy. So let's go. <laughs> and and, to the and Dr. Ava, just ahead, just to add, yeah, just, no, just to add, because you just made me remember two important things. Final call. I mean, digital. I mean, finalcalldigital.com dot com because you want folks to read the final call. So go to finalcalldigital.com dot com and get your subscription so you can go online on your phone, on your tablet, on your computer. You can read it because we don't want you to miss that article. Don't say that. Well, I couldn't find a brother or sister. They didn't have no papers. No, go to finalcalldigital.com, and it also makes me say, I want you all to see the national training coming up. Go to the BSK Jiu-Jitsu, the BSKJIUJITSU.com, because it's uh, preparation in a time of trouble. Because what you just said, Dr. Ava, once we announced <laughs> next week, y'all, you better get get you just geared up. And I'm just saying that is because we're not necessarily looking for the physical, but we want to make sure that you are armed with everything that you need to battle an enemy with their lives. So we have the truth is right there in the final call. Yes. So we're going to give you, as y'all heard on Dr. Ava's show, we're going to give you some more stuff to deal with this enemy. Those that have been waiting, y'all been waiting. What what else we got to say? Well, just use the criterion because that's all you needed to say. But we're going to give that's you some more you ammo. We're going to give you some more ammo to fight that's this right. enemy because we, we, hey, we at war. Because so it's got to be that. spiritual, mental, and physical. And that's what right. Brother Aziz and, and his wife, Sister Aziza, brought last week was phenomenal. And that And mm. that was just giving us... A, a little light preview, but just the subject matter itself. We're not spooky. That's We're right. not spooky. This, this home invasions, homicide, violent attacks, and I'm going. I promise, callers, come to the phone right now. But I gotta <laughs> say this. you know they're having that heat wave in Bay in uh, Nevada, right? Mm-hmm. And this man, listen to what this man said on the news. I said, "Oh, Master Frauded Muhammad." Because we're, we're so immersed in what we're immersed in, sometimes we also miss what the God is doing. Because he stays on his post. Okay, so he's just dealing. You know, hurricanes right. on the east and heat in the west. Well, this man, he said he observed, and I thought it was so powerful. He said, you know, it's interesting how different types of natural disasters result in a different form of behavior. He said when there's a natural disaster such as a hurricane that moves in, strikes, and it's gone, it brings Mm. everyone together. He said, but when it's protracted like this heat wave, and it lasts days, and it's starting to go into weeks, he said people start to look at one another in a strange way. And he said because it's more of a, of a slow 
type of suffering, of endurance. He said, and, and so this is why we're experiencing some hostility here. He said, because the man will come out of his house and he's wondering, how did my neighbor get that water? Mm. And we better be careful because that's what's about to happen. That's right. And and this is why, see, we don't, we don't listen. The minister said, make your own community a safe, safe. and decent mm-hmm. place to live. That's right. You make your house a safe and decent. I got mine. That's not what he said. He said, make your community a safe and decent place to live. And we got a short window to get that done. Because if you think you're going to lay up in your little house and have your pantry stocked and the people out there who are savage are not going to try to come in there and take it, then you're spooked. And that's what Brother Grandmaster was talking about last week. See, this, war is, is, is nothing to play with. And and we right. are at war, and it's just getting started. So let's go right. to a warrior. We got Brother Hoyle out of Memphis, this, Come on. one of the top fishermen uh, in the nation of Islam. All praises due to Allah. Assalamu alaikum, family. And a beautiful, beautiful show. And uh, Brother Arf, a, a congratulations to him, Sister Pamela, and all the legal team. Uh, powerful, powerful. Uh, Sister Ava, I wanted to add something to that. Uh, it was a and Business Insider had two powerful articles, and it was talking about the, uh, it, it said, can't find chicken wings, diapers, or a new car. Here's a list of shortages hitting the re- reopening of the economy. They said yeah. computer chips, uh, uh, not only used cars and rental cars, um, uh, gas. Uh, this is just a plastic and palm oil. Um, uh, truckers and rideshare drivers. Not only that, about the food. Uh, the main thing I wanted to say today was, sister, now this is going to trip you out. We were talking about the variant, and this uh, I put this out yesterday, and um, th- this is th- you're going to this is going to blow your mind when, when Dr. Leem said um, he talked about the variant, the Delta variant. This was in Business Insider yesterday, Sister Ava and uh, Brother Terrence and Brother R. This is a leading U.S. disease expert says there's no doubt in my mind that the vaccinated people are helping spread the Delta. Now, you know, Dr. Lee said <laughs> the spike protein, they're super spreaders. Yes. Now, just like you said yes. earlier, this is, this is in the Business Insider. I, I, have to, I have to just put this on the show. <laughs> <laughs> and I, and these people around here, I got vexed. And then to make it so sad, and Brother Terrence saw this yesterday. They got this rapper, Juvenile. He had this song out back in the early nineties. Oh my God! He brought the, yeah, <laughs> uh, back that thing up. And 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 he's up there sticking like he's sticking uh, a needle in his arm. So I, I went and I thought about Sister Ava when she talked about the Enchanters and how the Negro leaders and, and our preachers and they get that little chicken and biscuit and, 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 and little, little uh, white man on the paper and they go crazy and leading our people to death. But we okay. are a family. Um, I'm going to tell you, uh, 
I was listening. I was coming in from um, Springfield, Illinois, from work, and I found something. And, and you could probably go on Hoya Muhammad's timeline. It was Brother Sister Ava. It was Brother Abdul Allah. He did a three-part series on what to do um, uh, in a, in case of uh, emergencies. You know, he talked about just like you're talking about people breaking in houses, the Navy being, and all of the things during yeah. this famine and emergency. He did a beautiful job on that. May Allah be pleased with Great. him. But uh, yeah, just go my. It's a three-part series on uh, famine and what to do. Uh, and they, it just came up. And then he did another one on how to eat to live, which is some powerful information. But I'm gonna let somebody else talk. But beautiful show. And this last thing on the editorial with uh, talking about the um, the criteria. And it says this. I don't know who, if Sister Ava, you wrote it. Or Brother Arf wrote it. But it says no, the pestilence no. from heaven. The pestilence from heaven is far from over. We implore you to heed divine guidance. And it says rejection may cause you your life. Wow. Yes, <laughs> Drop the mic Great on that one. So. Thank you, Brother Hoyle. Thank you so much. We're, we're running hey, low th- on time. We're going to go mm. to Brother Michael. Brother Michael, assalamu alaikum. Welcome. Welcome. Welcome to my sister, Welcome family. Um, I just wanted to make a comment. I'm, I, I am uh, pretty much, you know what I'm saying, speechless. Uh, everything that you've been saying has been absolutely on point. And just like the minister said, whenever he says something and he puts the word out, you know, Allah is going to answer. And he always does. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, everything he said in the criteria has been on point. I've been paying attention to everything. Since uh, since July fourth, and everything has came to pass. Everything has came to pass. So that is a, a, a timely message for the world to, to view. His love for us as a people and as humanity is unmatched to me from any from anybody anywhere or any place. You know. So uh, if they don't think that he loves us, mm-hmm. then something got to be wrong with him. And I just wanted to say one more thing, uh, Brother Daniel Muhammad. Yes, made a video about the uh, side effects of some of these vaccines. And one of the side effects is this S protein that doesn't stop making itself in a person's body. And it can actually come out in the speech, breathing without the mask. Now that people don't have to be vaccinated with the mask now, they they saying, you know, since I got the vaccination, I can take my mask off. Well, this S protein is shedding to the point to where it's getting around the people whose families are, are, are around vaccinated individuals, and they're starting to come up with these different side effects, uh, the same side effects that people have when they actually take the vaccine itself. Now, he did a video on it. It's on his Instagram page because I follow him on Instagram, so go to Daniel Muhammad's Instagram page, and you'll be able to see that post that he made about that. He goes into a little more detail with it. So I just wanted to tell the family that, just, you know, I love you. And uh, y'all make sure that, you know, you stay safe and do everything that we need to do so we can survive, you know, and, and, and try to get through this festival together. Salam alaikum. Well, alaikum salam, and we love you back, Brother Michael. Beautiful call. Thank you. Okay, we're going to take a couple more because I know we got to give time for our guests to close out. We've got Brother Daryl. Who's been holding for quite some time, Brother Daryl? Assalamu alaikum. 
Well, I just alone. Well, can you hear me, clear. beloved? Yes, sir. Loud and clear. 10-4. Praise be to Allah. I just uh, want to say a few quick questions. It could be to Sister Dr. Uh, Pamela and yourself dealing with the, uh, the shot that our people are taking. Um, I just wanted to see what will we as believers or the listeners that are listening, that loved ones has taken the shot of help. Quite a few family, first cousins, older aunts that has taken the shot, and their mother, uh, friends of the family mother has taken it. And I heard uh, Brother uh, Harold say that um, what Dr. Arlene said about uh, once they take it, they're still breathing, coughing or sneezing, whatever, they're like super spreaders. What do we do in the case of our family members taking it? Because I just heard from a brother uh, in the nation here said he's heard an article where there are young women that are having the babies and they're breastfeeding. The babies are dying three or two weeks after they have breastfed. What can we do with some of our loved ones that are taking it? Because a lot of our family is not in the nation, but they're our family, and what they have taken a shot, what do we do if they come around us? Do we just straight up just avoid them or be safe on what would be because I've been kind of hard out of love. I just found out a couple of my family them took it because they work at Chrysler and Ford, and they threatened them and said, if you don't, it's it's your opportunity to work, but they passed along in Detroit where they have to take the shot, and they have taken the shot. What do we do after we find out our family are? And I also told them about listening to July 4th. Like Brother Arf said, and you can go back and hear anything in the minister, and it still resonate to now like it just he just opened up and said it to us. There's more information in there. I just want to know what do we do when that when that is happening now in our family and with our people. And from whoever would like to answer on that. Thank you. Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum salam. I I don't think I'm going to try to answer that, brother Arif. Um I I can only say that um, remember from the scripture that Jesus said two would be lying in bed and he would take one and leave the other. And Brother Terrence and Brother Arif have both said in this program we're, we're in a situation now where we have to face the reality of who the minister is, and that means... Once we know that, then we know the reality of God. You know, I have I have family members that took the vaccine. You know, and it and it leaves you in a state of bewilderment because these are people you love dearly and that you love deeply. But in point number five, the Honorable uh, Elijah Muhammad said. And I'll read this. He said, we want every black man and woman to have the freedom to accept or reject being separated from the slave master's children and establish a land of their own. We're at the time of making choices. And, of course, our young people, they don't really have a choice. They're under the authority either of their parents, and, and now the devil is uh, vaccinating 
our children without our knowledge or consent. Yeah. The ultimate solution to all of this is separation. Now, I can't talk yeah. on it tonight because it's still in uh, it's 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 in uh, a phase of we're we're looking into it and seeing how how certain the science is. But remember I said that the minister is mercy. As long as he's present, we're in the circle of Allah's mercy. And I don't know. It may be that those who uh, were lured and and deceived uh, because Satan made such an effort of threatening, cajoling, luring our people, deceiving us into taking this vaccine, I don't know. I have no way of knowing. I don't have that type of uh, spiritual insight. But perhaps there will be something uh, that they can yeah. do from a health so standpoint. Yeah. Yes. If, if I may uh, add into this, I, I would only share with our brother and to those who are listening, the words of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan from the Criterion as he was discussing who was uh, who the world was witnessing that day, and he was talking about the two Master Fahd Muhammad and the Most Honorable Elijah Muhammad who made him. He said, he, referring to Allah, is presenting me to you, to the world today, as the man that the two of them made, that is to set down the leaders of this world and to make Satan fully known that you may fall away from Satan. So when I call your name or call your function, know that God has set before you a master of your function. Then he read Holy Quran. When I made him complete and breathed into him of my spirit, fall down and make obedience to him, meaning the man he made. He's telling us God is presenting him to us for us to obey him. And then he says, so my work is to seal that all the prophets did not lie. A man was to come. He would walk. He would be like David. He played well on an instrument, but he was powerfully spiritual. So when God is giving you this type of word from his servant, it depends upon the condition of your heart, your mind, to whether you were here oh, wow. Forgot and forbear oh, no. or reject and suffer the consequences. This is where we are now. Mercy is almost finished. Mm-hmm. And you said it right. As long as he's present well, among he's us, present. That's right. he said to us during the criterion, the law would not chastise mm-hmm. us while he was present. But the time is right. coming. If we don't the need so short. the word, so all we can do is 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 pray for those That's right. who are more afraid of Satan. See, they said he put fear in us when he was a little boy, right? He put fear in us as a people, and so. He's driving us by fear mm-hmm. and panic and still having him believe in us 
as the God when the real God is on scene today. And these are now uh, the choices that we're going to have to make. Uh, do we believe and, that this is God yes, and we believe that his messenger is among us, right. his Messiah, and are we going to hear and hearken to the voice of God? And you just have to continue to hold firm on on your position. Uh, and again, you know, because the minister is present, because we are in that circle of mercy, I don't know if there if there'll be some antidote or something. You, you understand? Uh, mm-hmm. Going back to following a way of life, right? You know, once once the it the regret and as Brother Arthur shared, you know. The minister said, Allah is going to let us see Satan. It it goes back to what Sister Pamela said earlier. We all have to bear witness. We've never seen wickedness, evil, and deception at this level of intensity. But this is why the book said Satan deceived who? The whole world. Come on. The mm. whole world. We presented a workshop at Savior's Day, and one of the scientists we had, it might have been the lawyer for the children's health defense, but someone we had on video pointed out, they said, have you ever, with all of the wars, all of the disagreement, all the hostility between nations and cities and people, everybody in lockstep, with this pandemic, the mass, the lockdowns, and then, of course, the massive vaccines. Satan has deceived the whole world. But as long as mercy is present, then our loved ones have an opportunity to be saved. That's right. And all we can do, as Brother's saying, is continue to pray. We ask Master Fadid Muhammad's intervention in our affairs and in the affairs of our loved ones. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad said, we've suffered enough. Master Fadid Muhammad said, we've suffered enough. They're not looking for us to suffer, but the window short, separation or death. Look at what we're saying. We're saying the vaccinated people give off that they're transmitting something from that mRNA technology. So at a certain point, we got to get away from not only Satan, but all those that follow him. Your mama and Bruce Cena, put your mask on. Mm -hmm. Coughing, no. So thank you, Brother uh, Daryl, for the call. And we're down to about four minutes. So uh, wanted to uh, let the panel uh, make any closing comments that you wish to make, Sister Attorney Pamela, Brother Attorney Abdullah Muhammad, Brother Terrence, um, any closing remarks you wish to make? About well, of tonight course. and about um, the <laughs> Well, I'll put it like this. There, there's never 
enough time when you have um, this many uh, persons who are blessed to be in the spirit. Come on. There's so much that God brings out. Um, We could probably go another two hours and still not exhaust these particular topics, but it's an honor and a privilege to be on the show as always. I I do want to let the viewers know, since they with your permission, that next Saturday, not this Saturday, but next Saturday, the 17th, I'm going to be starting uh, the beginning of a series that I entitled Retracing Our Footsteps, the Rebirth of the Nation of Islam. And I'm going to yes, start sir. the first show on brother, our brother James' show, um, uh, Closing the Gap, because one of the things I'm beginning to realize, we need to really understand our own history and how God has blessed us and what have been the steps that have brought us to where we are. Uh, because there are so many who have come uh, to us now that have not, uh, been through uh, these histories as we have lived them, as Brother Terrence said, and so we wanted to start trying to give some context so that those who did not know would know how God's hand has been with the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan from the beginning and how uh, he stood up to rebuild the nation and how the nation has grown under yes. his divine leadership. So we want to start talking about retracing our footsteps uh, the rebirth of the nation of Islam. That'll be July 17th, Saturday. At, I think it starts at 6 p.m. Um, on it's that Central time. Uh, Saturday. Um, I think it is. 6 it is p.m. Central time. Cent- yeah, but we'll send out uh, the flyer. We're going to send the out the flyers. Flyer. Okay. <laughs> so we're, so we'll get it to everybody. But thank you again. It's always a pleasure. It always is inspiring to be with you and to be with the team, and it always brings out that spiritual energy. Uh, thank a lot for you all. <laughs> There's nothing like the believers being together, and <laughs> inshallah, we'll, we'll be in a land of our own in the ne- very near future. Well, we're yeah. we're actually down to less than 90 seconds, so <laughs> at, at this point, I do want to uh, remind everyone, just visit, uh, visit me at ministrava.com. And look for the uh, master class next week. It's for women only on Woo! weapons of self-destruction. <laughs> All right. A guidebook for women. A guidebook. Mm. I'm sorry. Well, brothers, no, I'm not sorry because you're, you're going to love the results of this. So have your, <laughs> your wife or your sister. Because this is a guidebook Crazy for women for in the war against negative internal forces. Thank you, Sister Pamela Muhammad, Sister Charlene Muhammad, our general counsel. Brother, he's also a minister, Minister Abdul Arif Muhammad. May Allah bless each and every one of us with love and the light of understanding as we leave you in peace. Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum assalam.